Hello and welcome to the Permaculture Vine podcast. My name is Cormac Harkin and today we have a round table on permaculture and marketing. Today I'm joined by Jason and Brandon. Welcome. Hello. Hey Cormac, thanks for having us. Jason, yeah, do, you want to introduce yourself, do you want to introduce yourself first there, Jason? Okay. Well, my name is Jason Thomas. I have a podcast called Regeneration Nation Costa Rica. And for a few years now, I've been interviewing leaders of different regenerative projects around the country, just kind of seeing who's doing what to bring the country toward carbon neutrality or just environmental and social well-being, really. And through that, I host events for landowners to help them with their business models. I'm driving some eco-village tours in January, and I do one-on-one and group work with regenerative entrepreneurs that want to get their business model together in a way that's in alignment with their values. And we use the permaculture design method to do that. Great stuff. Brandon? Yeah, yeah. my, my company is called Geigo. Grow Your Grass Off. We've got a podcast and a website. You can look us up, growyourgrassoff.com. And yeah, for me, I've just really been inspired by helping people to design their life. Like Jason was saying, it's kind of like you can just apply permaculture into a lot of these different avenues so people can hold on to it more. So we're offering a course actually pretty soon. We're trying to help people go through that process of it doesn't have to be a homestead scale, but it's basically the homestead adventure that people go on. So the journey, right? So it's, it's helping to, people to approach things through mainframe design. So that's something um, that we could unpack, but it's, it's really fun for, for us to really help set people up for success, you know, whether they're just about to purchase land. And so we see that there's a movement for people going back to land and going away from maybe urban setting into more rural. And so there's a lot of skills that we've got to bridge, you know, to get there. So that's what I'm really passionate about. Thank you. Well, just dawned on me there now the three of us have podcasts. <laughs> so <laughs> a good place to start. We've all chosen that as a as a marketing tool. Brandon, it's a great way makes... to spread the word. Sorry? It's a great way to spread the word. I mean, this is like podcasts changed my vibe. When I left Costa Rica for, I don't know, about two and a half years, I, my son has some developmental delays. So we left my farm and our education center, our life here and went to go to the States and it was a real wake up call. And I was just like, man, I don't know how to live in this world. I was a vagabond gypsy for most of my younger adult life. And then I was a farm owner and, and, you know, educator out here in the mountains. And then I was in the city, like, what do I do? And it was podcasts that really got me. I was, I used to be a balloon artist. So I listened to the balloon artist podcast and, and Zivi Kivi, my first coach. And the first guy I bought a course from, you know, he was teaching people how to be balloon artist professionals and children's entertainer professionals. And like his podcast totally transformed my life. That and Tim Ferriss and listening to his podcast and just being like, man, I have been pushing money and business and marketing and all this stuff away for all of my rebel life. And it has really gotten me to the point where I haven't shared what I have to share with enough people because they just don't know what I'm doing because I can't reach them because I don't know how because I don't know how to sell. I don't know how to market. I don't know how to put myself out there. And I'm actually against it to degrees. And and yeah, for, I've found my first and many mentors through podcasts. Um, so and here we are. We're somebody else's mentors. This is awesome. <laughs> it's a great platform. 
Brandon, you have had a few good guests on yours as well. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I love it. I'm inquisitive by nature, you know, and so I don't personally listen to a ton of podcasts, but I have, you know, and, and it is inspiring. It's almost like a wormhole you can just get sucked into and, you know, you just continue to, you know, get inspired, get inspired. I think for me, you know, it's rewarding to understand and unpack sort of the secrets that people are presenting and connect, network. So even just for that, you know, it's a personally sort of gratifying process, you know, that you can go on, uh, but it does build your network. And so you can call upon people and, and sort of create this sense of community where people are trying to help each other out. And so we had Joel Salton on our show and others that are really doing a lot of fun things. And it's, it's like humbling and fun to say, you know, these people are willing to take some time out of their day to, to help something that really matters to them. And so I think that's the key for me is like, you know, there's, there's so many people doing the good work, you know, in terms of trying to help humanity in general. So I feel like it's, it's a tough road to go and try, like Jason said, you know, you got to get the word out. If a tree falls in the woods, do you hear it? You know, so we're kind of, you know, you gotta, you gotta get yourself out there and, and try and create that mycelial network, you know, to, so you can kind of share your gifts. And I totally agree with that sentiment because, you know, we all have something to share. And if you're just gonna, you can keep it to yourself, no problem. But I think, you know, branching out and there's a, there's a moment where I think you have to decide, you know, are you going to step into that realm? And I don't personally like social media too much for my own personal consumption, but as a tool, you know, choosing those right things, you know, that you can actually say, Hey, I'm going to plug in for these reasons and use it for what it's really going to benefit me the most, then, you know, definitely it's an avenue and, and it allow it really allows us to connect, you know, as much as we, you know, maybe want to continue to have face-to-face -face, you know yeah for me it, it was it's a low barrier to entry <laughs> because I, I i did mine with usb mic and our first few were done the microphone wasn't that great it was just the microphone on the computer and then as a consumer of podcasts i learned a lot and then once you start doing them it's it's easier for to say someone if you want to learn from someone they say would you come on the podcast and have a chat rather than just phone them up and not chat. But for me, it was an easier thing. And then our, our, from our perspective, it's a learning experience. So we're sharing that learning experience with others. And then hopefully, so that was the sort of the two sort of angles I look at it from was the trying to learn and then trying to share that learning with others as well. And it's been great, a great way of networking as well, getting them contacts and learning mostly. So what, if we could take it then, um, for me, starting with Vine, I found it very, very difficult. I don't know about you, but you have all this information out there. Lead generators, do it this way, do it that way. And it's, it's like when you first try to learn marketing, how do you market yourself? There's a lot of noise and a lot of gurus selling you a lot of, a lot of things. Do it my way. And you have another YouTube video. No, don't do it that way. Do it my way. This is the best way. It's like... How have you navigated that starting out? Well, I think for me, one of them has been putting down my judgment. Like really, there's there's many people that I've been studying with that many of my peers wouldn't bother. You know, I, I did my round of checking out a bunch of Tony Robbins stuff and Dean Graciosi and, and uh, the ClickFunnels world and, and just a lot of these marketers that are kind of your modern day, traditional, conventional marketers. And what I've 
kind of the the role I've given myself is this bridge, you know, and so I've decided to investigate these methodologies that have a lot of hype behind them and and profit driven and even sometimes profiteering that but the methodologies the tools they're using are wise they work right so i've been seeing myself as a bridge from these like modern day tactics to the grassroots movement and like how do i understand why that works and frame that methodology in in the through the lens right so as far as cutting through the noise i think part of it for me has just been like really being willing to to, to take a lot of courses study with a lot of mentors read a lot of lead magnets and just consume and understand a broad spectrum of what's possible and then from that start distilling it together into you know like the 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 process i take people on and the, the book that i'm writing and the course i'm putting together for pdc students you know like i'm just taking these these methods and like finding which ones are the most organic the most connected the most regenerative the ones that build relationships and and i think with marketing that's really what i come to down to the most with people that i'm working with like my favorite tactics i've picked up after all kinds of study is market research and just directly determiningly reach out to people and chat with them whether it's text phone calls like zoom calls and and really setting up questions and asking them to a lot of people and really getting to know them and i think that whatever method after that you use to reach people it's going to be more authentic and touch people more dearly because you've learned who they are and so yeah i i guess i've and then you know this pendulum's got to swing and then comes the time to unsubscribe to all the marketers i just did that i took on <laughs> now i'm taking a coaching course and it's to teach me better coaching skills and it's came with all this bonus material more than i'm going to be able to watch in two years and so i just canceled all of my subscriptions to marketers that i've been following to just clear the plate and bring it back bring it back in and so i don't know that's that's how i've done it I just take it all in and let go of what doesn't serve yeah no i i think it's interesting that whole process like you said it can be overwhelming kind of where do you start and you know we definitely have gone on our own journey to kind of i think there's a sussing out period you know it's, there's a time where you really have to figure out your voice. And I don't know that there's an easy way to do that unless you just get in and it can be messy and it can not make sense and you can see what works and what doesn't. So ultimately I think identifying an avatar is a great step that I think we, I wish we would have maybe identified a little sooner, you know, to try and get things to where we can speak more clearly to somebody, you know, cause this may be a common theme, you know, for people, but I think if you don't really speak to anybody directly, you're really not going to hit anyone, you know, in that, in that sort of context. So I think for me, I just give an example. I love permaculture. And so our podcast was kind of casting a large net in, in a lot of ways. And so our, our content was also kind of broad, but I think what, what we were learning is that 
you know, the more that we can get specific with our avatar, which we knew and we understood the concept, but really actually using it and bringing it back to the content as much as you can. And why am I doing this? And ask those questions so you can refine sort of what you're saying and how you say it and who you're serving. I think that's been a really interesting piece because I don't come back, you know, I don't come from a marketing background necessarily. Obviously I consume, so I'm, you know, think you, you sort of get some through osmosis, but I think the, the kernel that we've sort of taken is that, you know, if you can, if you can really identify the pain points that, that your avatar is having and, and really customize that, that language, that approach, that content, it actually feels better, you know, for me as somebody who's maybe writing up a, you know, some copy or, you know, creating an asset that, that they're going to view, it just focuses it, you know, and I think, I think you can obviously have multiple avatars and you can have, you know, lots of different things moving around. But for me, that's been a really big thing, kind of a lesson, you know, through the process. Yeah. Very, very similar to us as well, starting out. I think the main thing was just to do something so you have something to share <laughs> so create create content and then like observe and interact and just and just try and find find your way about trying to find your audience try to find the content for your audience so we, we've gone through a lot of changes over the last what 12 months just just trying to do that and hone that in still working on it <laughs> and then our, our avatar we call her martha and then you've she stirred the land, Martha stirred. <laughs> so that's what we called ours. And then we had a, well, we're sort of going through your branding issues at the minute because we target beginner gardeners and professionals. So it's, we're all just resting with that. I was chatting to Jason last night about that and how we move forward with that. So it was some good advice from Jason there. And then because our professional, our PDC to professional course, which we're trying to market as well and get a strategy for that. So the, the link's in the description. <laughs> so I, 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 do you get marks for mentioning that now in the podcast? <laughs> get more get more marketing in and more calls to action. So and that's yes. a big thing too, Cormac, like to that question about cutting through the noise. Like, man, just having more conversations with people, letting people know what we do. You know, just being, being open about it and being confident about it and, and chatting it up with people because – you know, everyone, you know, you don't have to go on and on about your service or what you provide to everyone you talk to everywhere, but, but not, but being, you know, being happy about what you have to offer, whether it's a product or service and, and, you know, and like really being confident to share that is something that I think a lot of people in general struggle with. You know, I was on a call with some Kind of this coaching program today and just watching all these coaching students like really have so much to give and yet like the, the the super common thing that they've been resisting doing is getting online and talking about what they do and sharing what they do and sharing what they've learned and you know and, and this there's there's there is a lot of there can be a good bit of shame in the regenerative world around business and capitalism profiting stuff i wish you could see it these two little people boys they're, they're on a tiny little quad rolling through i live in a very rural area and the, the costa rica neighbors here just got their kids on a little toy it's adorable there's two little boys anyhow the, the these people were just really struggling with what 
with putting themselves out there and they have so much to share. And I think, oh, that's what I was saying is that there's been a lot of abuse around marketing and we've all been subject to it. We've all seen it. It's, it's disgusting sometimes and we get really turned off by it. And, you know, it's a throw the baby out with the bathwater or whatever, you know, you want to use, but I think there's just a lot of people that are embarrassed to promote themselves. And that keeps good people from sharing good things with other good people. And that's one of our, our big wounds that many of us share. I think that the more we can encourage each other to get beyond that and to just be like, no, go ahead. Like we're, we're, I support you, you know, we support each other. Here in the mountain, I, I going to start off now that there's more people back, a series of entrepreneur roundtables and just call the, the local community together. Like, let's sit together in a circle for an hour and a half and everybody gets 10 to 15 minutes to share what they're going through in their business, celebrate their wins and, and their challenges in business and, and allow some people to ask clarifying questions and then, you know, give some advice in this little period of time. It's like a mastermind format, but it's like, it was so awesome when I've done it before because people just like, oh my God, we get to just talk about business. Like, is that okay? <laughs> we do that. And listening to podcast coaches too, like that's a common thing. A lot of podcast people don't do is just announce it in their show. Like I do this, I'm working with people. I have something to offer. So, you know, good on you. Yeah. So and as well, I think the, how do you choose your method of content? Now, for me, I would just, I, I like talking. I find it very hard typing messages on Telegram group and Facebook groups. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's just really difficult, but stick me in front of a microphone and I can talk. So I think it's important that you find the the right medium that, that you're comfortable with. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I like it too. I think... For me, it's it's also kind of, yeah, how much do you really want to plug in and, and how much time do you have? I think you got to look at all of those kind of constraints and see what's a good fit. For me, you know, I like to write. So it could be more long form or it could be blogs or, you know, what, and also like, what what is it you're presenting? Like, what how's it easy for the person you're trying to share it with? How can they reel it in? You know, how can they absorb it well? And I think video in today's world is really something I've delved into a little bit. I'm not a master, you know, video guy, but I've been able to kind of learn some tools and tricks. And I think for me personally, that's, that's something I really gravitate toward because it's, it's not to say like, it's the ultimate, you know, but it, it's, it's sort of this experience that you can share and you can kind of bring it to life and, and having something that's mixed, I think is really nice. Cause I like substance too. I don't want to just see a bunch of pictures you know, I want to hear, I want to learn something too. So I think for me personally, I like a mix like that, you know, where you can get inspired, you can learn, you can, you can get updated information from some project, you know, so I look to YouTube a lot, you know, for my own journey, you know, in terms of, of seeing what's out there, but yeah, I mean, I do think, you know, kind of the, the broader marketing question, I think having mixed, you know, having a little bit of a mixed approach is good because like you, like I know you like to do is you have content and you've done some work, let's say for the week that can spur on lots of different tangential, you know, pieces or assets, right. That you can use. And so you don't have to necessarily create, you know, endless amounts of content, but you can kind of plan it out so that one sort of push gets you a lot of different 
you know, pieces that you're sharing on these different platforms. And then you could also bring in something like chat GBT, you know, and, and that's, a, that's a conversation in itself, really. Yeah. Content creation. Like one thing that I've really been leaning on is recycling, <laughs> repurposing. And, you know, I do one podcast interview and now I just, with my last one, I started finally posting transcripts because the the AI transcript generators are just, they're good now. And you can really pump out some great transcripts and get that in text for people that some people are deaf <laughs> and that helps them. It makes it more accessible and Google's one of them and the SEO bots find the great conversations you're having and makes it easier for people to find it. So repurposing your audio and video content in the transcripts is a really great way to spread that around. And even, you know, yeah, we've got audio podcasts, but hey, we're on a video call, might as well pop it up on YouTube also, right? For people that like to watch it, and that's their channel. And so, and then stripping it, stripping things down into highlights. And then that's something I've just started playing with, with this new software called the script. And it like, I put my video in there. It gives me all the transcripts. I can edit it using the words, which is phenomenal. And it makes it easy to smooth it out. And then it has its own AI thing that you can tell it, like, give me, go through my transcript and pull me out the, you know, the top, what are the key topics we discussed? What are the top takeaways? And then I take those lists and I make my intro and my outro from it. And I record that. And then I ask, what are the, what are the hottest keywords in this thing? And then I look for anywhere those keywords come up or, or no, actually my method was the, the, the prime topics were the key topics that we talked about. And then I say, where do we talk about this topic? And it gives me this place. I'm like, oh, I guess that's my highlight. And, <laughs> and I just put that into another place and edit it a little finer and, and pull my highlights out that way. But that's one thing that AI has really been great for. I don't, I can smell an AI blog a mile away or text or whatever, but if you've already written the content or pulled transcripts from an audio or video account, AI is great for pulling out the great bits and reassembling it and making it more concise and giving me the, you know, the top five points just to like make that kind of, yeah, just repurposing your content in many different ways so people can consume it in the ways that are appealing to them. So do you, do you put the transcript in the blog post? Just like a separate a separate transcript? Just I I used to I used to mesh up the cause my intro and my outro. I I write those and then I I speak them and record them. So I just used to take my intro and my outro and kind of mash them together, and that was my show notes. But and which I still do, but now at the bottom of the page, underneath all of that, I have the transcripts to the whole episode. I just did that on my latest episode for the first time. And now that page is just choked full with what people are searching for, if that's what they're searching for. Yeah, the keywords. Yeah, because what I how they, they want the information, they're looking for it. That makes it easier for them to find it. Right. So what, what I did with a few, you don't know, as with Brandon's interview, I Got the transcript, put the transcript on the chat GPT and got chat GPT to summarize it. 
and then they went through yeah. and edited it. So it was like not so much a transcript, but a story. And it was able to read. Mm-hmm. And then sent it to Brandon. He corrected some of the mistakes. <laughs> Chat GPT got wrong. And then I used it as well. Opus.pro, which is like Descript as well. But it, it, it sort of takes your podcast off YouTube and then creates a bunch of shorts with the captions. I think it's more powerful if you give it shorter clips. So you actually go and edit it yourself. And then just I used Descript before they were a while ago, so I don't think it had some of them features on it, but it was really good. I was really impressed by it at the time. And the way, if you missed out a word, you could actually add the word in, and it would the AI would replace your voice with this word. So I thought that was yeah. pretty cool as well. Uh, yeah, Descript will do that too. It just cuts the video out when you do that. All right. <laughs> and then our what I do with our video is I put our video on Spotify as a video and then it puts it everywhere else as audio. I have been advised however I need to get off Spotify because they sort of they limit your show notes to so many characters, whereas other platforms you can put the whole transcript and rank for them keywords. So that is just a few tidbits of advice from 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 our side. Yeah, and we're talking about our podcasts, but really this we live in the age where this pertains to just about any small business owner that's trying to get customers online, you know, that's, that's, that's content creation is how people find you. You know, that's, that's just, that's just how it is. And that's something that I think a lot of us struggle with. And, and eventually many of us just like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to learn it. I'm going to, cause we're trying to provide solutions for people. That's what doing business is. It's just like, Oh, you got a problem. I can help you with that. You know, whether it's a permaculture design or a, a bodywork session or, you know, it's like if I want to market myself for Thai massage, you know, I can put up a little post now and again, but I do a little video of me doing some Thai massage and all of a sudden more people are interested. It's more than words, you know, permaculture designer, you know, you, you want people to know about how cool your designs are, do a series of posts for your portfolio of what you've done on your home. If that's all you got is your home-based projects that you've done, dig up some before and after pictures, make a little video, overlay those pictures, get some print in there about how approximately how long it took you to do it. Put a little bit of yammy music in between the, when you're not speaking and, and then boom, people on Instagram are like, whoa, now I know how you did that. Like, oh, you did that. You did that. It doesn't have to be gorgeous. It doesn't have to be all tens. It just has to be competent, you know, and that's, I think, just something for permaculturists, people that want to market their business. Like, you know, I'm, I'm one of someone I'm working with right now. He's, he's been a permaculturist down here for, God, I don't know, like 17 years or something. And he's helped tons of people on his farm. And he's just finally let go of his resistance to being online. And it's so cool to see him finally like getting behind, like having fun with making some videos and using chat to like script out his apprenticeship program and, and, you know, and being willing to grow. And all of a sudden this bro is going to have some clients like real soon. He's going to have apprentices living with him and learning permaculture, but they got to see him to know he exists because if they don't, they're just going to go to the other person they can see. Because they said, hey, I got your solution. So we got to be that. We got to 
say okay. I'll do the content creation. I'll try to script. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, you know, yeah. these are tools. I think it's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I, I like the I'm similar that way in terms of saying like what are we really doing here? And and when you said, you know, we're we're basically creating solutions and I, I don't know where I read it or where where it was, but you know, the bigger solution you can offer, the more money you can make, really, right? With business, it's like if you can figure out a way to solve more people's problems, then that's going to be, you know, an opportunity, right? For you to do well. And, and I think it is definitely a commitment. I think because we've definitely gotten to the point where, you know, when you get stressed or you have a lot of things on your plate, the, the content is what goes to the wayside. You know, one of the first things, I guess, right? In terms of you're not being consistent with your posts or, you know, you've, you've had lag time and people are always, you know, probably wanting to have their routine or their schedule and it. So that's definitely something that I think a lot of people probably fall short on is just the time commitment and what does it really take, you know, to stay current and to stay, you know, it's sort of a game, right? It's just like, what are you going to do? You know, maybe there's other industries out there where you don't have to, you know, continuously produce content. But I think for bringing it back, maybe to permaculture, Cormac, what you're sort of initially prompting with this, I think with permaculture, people want to see it. And, and I think your point, Jason, is really great because it's so ethereal, like it's out there in the clouds, right? People can't bring that home because it's, they need a PC or they need a paradigm shift to be able to really see kind of the value. And so I think that is, that's been a challenge in some ways, because how do you, how do you market something that people don't necessarily understand? that they don't see, you know, because there's some great examples out there, but they don't really know, you know, you look at a painting, you don't really know, you know, what it took to create that, you know, you just see a beautiful painting, but for somebody who's wanting to have that experience to go through it, it's almost like we have to create that awareness and education, you know, as a part of that process. And so I think one of the biggest things when it comes to permaculture, whether it's design or, or whatever is show, you know, you're showing rather than telling, like you're saying, and what is it that, people, they can have an experience. I think that's what I'm passionate about the most is, is can you, can we do something that's different and innovative so that people can get that aha moment and, and really get charged by what they see and what they're, so they can bring into their life quicker, you know? And, and I think there's, it's there, like we've done that journey, right? We've gone and we've been inspired by somebody doing something cool. So how do you get that? You know, and it depends on the goals, you know, what are your goals as a, business what do you want to accomplish but for me when i'm talking permaculture i think people you know if you can even just not use the word permaculture <laughs> you know you can <laughs> just be able be able to show something you know that people can bring home and, and you don't have to label it necessarily but just like this is what it is right and and i think it's a journey we're evolving through you know trying to bring permaculture ideas forward but to, at the end of the day, it's a methodology and it's a, it's an approach to life, which I think we all can get. A lot of people, it's, it's just like, you know, it, it connects. But, but bringing it to a large audience, I think that's, that's a unique skill set. And some people, you know, they get it and they can share that specific niche that's in, the, you know, that they want to present, whether it's animals or whether it's something. But that's something that Penny Livingston taught me back in the day was like, you kind of have to pick a lane you know, so I don't know I kind of went off there a little bit, but that's just some quick thoughts. Yeah. So that's, that's sort of moving on the lane of 
So like, I mean, we can talk about marketing our own businesses, our own part of permaculture, but how, how does permaculture market itself? <laughs> or how do, how do we help market permaculture to a broader audience? Any, any, any answers there? <laughs> Not call it permaculture, number one. <laughs> That's what you're saying. And uh, I'm just get, waiting for this little thing. To... Uh, and then it's it's getting away at a chat last week there about the, the dogma of permaculture that you can get a lot of people get caught up in it. That's not permaculture and not, not wanting money for services, but saying, here's my Patreon. Like I'm not going to give, I'm not going to sell you anything, but you can give me something for free or buy me a coffee. I'm not, I'm not sure that's the best approach, but I suppose it's going to take multiple approaches again, diversity of approaches and just everybody doing their, but doing it on their own platform. And then, no, if everybody just sort of do does it and do it, does it well and have proof that it works, well then you show that. That would be my two cents worth. Yeah, no, I think there's some good examples out there. Like Dr. Lane Ingham, I I followed her for a while. You know, she's proven her method. Let's say maybe some people don't agree with her. You know, we've had Evan Folds on on our show, our podcast, and he's a great soul guy. He works with Zach Bush and. I mean, it, everybody's connected at the end of the day, you know, in terms of kind of the knowledge is sort of this community project, right? Moving things forward. And what is this, you know, we got to understand what we're working with first. So I think a lot of this stuff is new in some ways, even though Bill Molson, you know, created this whole thing with Holmgren back in the day, it's just, it's, it's a new idea to be able to look holistically. If you see the trend of our life, you know, this is my personal take, but it's, We've, we've been sucked into the paradigm that everything is just symptom-based, you know? And so how do we how do we pull ourselves out of that and realize kind of what Alan Savory was going on about, which is holistic land management, let's say, or how we, you know, how do we actually function a different way? So I think permaculture is the method or a, approach to designing it, but it doesn't have to be the hallmark, you know, that everybody has to say, like, this is the way. So, you know, going back to your comment about is it a cult thing, you know, where we have to like, you know, you can't earn money or, you know, I think that's, there's gotta be this integrated approach where, you know, we're not just, we want solutions, but it's not, it's not like everybody has to be on the bandwagon of permaculture to get it done. I think the people who see that permaculture is a useful tool and it just clicks like it, it's a, it's like the glasses you can put on and you can approach problems in a, in a cool way it's a methodology but it's not necessarily like you're beholden to just do you know the permaculture you know method and that's it you know well you know as far when you ask the question like how does permaculture market itself and it's interesting because obviously permaculture isn't a thing it's a body of information and a design science that was designed by these guys. And I, I think we talked about in the podcast interview that we did is like the, the, you know, Bill and David, they went on their hero's journey. They set out to find best practices for land management. And in the course of it, they discovered that it wasn't about the techniques because the techniques up there didn't work and the techniques down here were different. And, you know, the techniques change depending on your focus, but the principles behind the technique, like they, they got smart. They were like, okay, that's your technique. Why do you do it that way? Why is it important that that's why you do it? 
and doing a lot with, you know, what you learn to do with clients, just like when goal setting, you know, when people state their goals, like, okay, cool. That's, those are great short and long-term goals. Why are each one of those important to you? And actually let's keep asking that several layers deep. And I think that happened eventually with the permaculture principles of these guys are just like, wow, it's not about the techniques. It's the principles that are making these tech, these different techniques be the best practice in this situation. And, and then in, you know, their books, they talk about applying it to more than land management, applying it to community building, family life, business, uh, municipalities, and et cetera, et cetera. So just to understand that, I like the founders of permaculture, the people that coined the name, they went through their process of realizing that permaculture as a design science is applicable to anything you want to design in an intelligent, efficient, and effective way that takes into consideration this holistic context, the, 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 the context in which you are designing. And your, that includes your personal interstate, your family life, your community, how it affects the critters and everything and how it's affected by you know, the biodynamics and the cosmos and all that. But the institution of permaculture, for instance, the Permaculture Institute of North America, PINA, and they're, I've begun working with PINA. They've got a Mighty Networks group for permaculturists, anybody that wants to be part of a non-meta community of permaculturists, I highly recommend checking out the Pina Mighty Networks group. And I just created a space there called Right Livelihood. Because in talking with the moderators and administrators of that network, they actually, they get it. Tens of thousands of students are graduating from permaculture design courses, wondering what's next? Cool, great information. Well, how do I do anything with it? I didn't get much hands-on experience. I, I don't feel confident doing anything. All, now all my, I have in my mind is I'm supposed to volunteer somewhere for three years and learn on somebody else's farm and whatever other things that brings. And then they don't have business skills either. And so, and, and there's really, until now, been, Facebook has been like the main, well, and permies.com giving it up to permies. Those guys have really been holding it down with their forums, but, you know, having, having a community for people to come together and done a lot of work scouting these Facebook groups and stuff. And there are a lot of these people that are purists and permaculture and business don't mix and all of this. And that's just their wounded self talking. They, they haven't thought deeply about what value and blessings are coming to the world through whatever exchange you're engaging in. They just have a judgment. They just have a taboo and they're just sharing their wound. But if, you know, anyone who's really contemplating how this world can possibly get better ecologically and socially understands that one of the best chances we have is let's look at it through the permaculture lens and like all aspects of it. And let's just apply that those principles and that method of observing and doing research and looking at it all and breaking down the functions to the systems, to the elements and building the elements and stopping leaking from the system and all the things we do 
in a land design, if we could do that to our businesses and our communities and our municipalities, like, man, it's, we got a better chance. And so Pina gets it, or at least the representatives that I've been talking to. And that's why the Mighty Networks group, and we've been, um, they've invited me into their admin circle to like help design these, these different spaces to really community building. You know, let's talk about applying permaculture methodology to community design. Oh, what, what kind of interesting questions? How can we get honest with ourselves and look beyond our ideals? Because we start so many of these projects, these small businesses, these farms, these communities on ideals and taboos, honestly, drive a lot of them. And we don't think about, you know, in a holistic way. And that's, I think, where the, the the blessing of permaculture is. And I think that there are a lot of people that want to market it that way. Like, let's let's detach it from the anchor of agricultural or land management and like, really, let's spread the word. And part of that, that eliteness that we see, like the, the you're saying cultish, I stayed away from permaculture for years as a young traveler because it was just like, yeah, it was like this special word that if, you know, and I didn't get it. You know, nowadays you can get free permaculture information. You can take full courses for free online, pre-recorded. There's, oh, you don't have to go to on a retreat to learn permaculture. So that, that whole story doesn't really hold much weight, but yeah, it's just taking these taboos off of it, I think are its best chance to flourishing as a movement. I was like, okay, you're, my permaculture is better than your permaculture or all of this stuff. Like, we don't, we don't need that. We just need to keep encouraging each other to be better. That's really what it's about. The more we can let go of the taboos that are putting each other down for not being my version of ideal. That's not helping anybody. No, definitely not. And I learned a new phrase here last week, perma bros, whatever that means. I don't know, bros that practice permaculture. And, and it was used in a derogatory term, but I I, I don't actually quite get it. <laughs> it's like jocks who do permaculture, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, uh, to me, it's just daft. It's just that you say we should be encouraging each other and just, just supporting each other. So I, I we got ahead. Oh yeah, just quick comment. I, I agree. I think Jason had some great points there. I, part of it too, I think, in terms of business, if we're talking, if we go back to kind of the theme, is you know the thing that's going to be more profitable at the end of the day is, if we're really honest about it, is something that it's regenerative, that is planned well, that that understands the inputs, the outputs, the entire system. How does it function? How does it integrate with other things? You know that whole whole basically design method. But yeah, it, I think it'll prove itself as long as we're honest as a society, because I think with subsidies and with, you know, corporations having these loopholes that they can continue to extract and not be held accountable, I think that continues to make things confusing for people and allows, allows them to tread water, you know, and kind of keep afloat. But if everybody were held to the same standards, you know, I think that the green business or what are you going to call it, businesses that are designed intelligently that that can actually you know not res, not rely on you know things that harm the earth or that you know continue to put out harmful chemicals or whatever it is like those things 
I think at the end of the day will surface, you know, the, the, the good ideas. And, and I think that gets into a different conversation about control and who has the ability to make decisions. So, you know, ultimately that, you know, that's an interesting conversation to have is like, how do we get through that? How do we break through that to be able to say as a, as a species, um, we're not helping each other by, by looking at it this way. And I think we fundamentally know that like people who are into that, that paradigm of saying, Hey, like we know that the typical thing is to do this, but this just makes more sense. And so my point is those businesses, I think really will shine at the end of the day, because they've, maybe they've took an output of some system and they, it's an input for them. Right. And then they can actually create more value at the end of the day. It's more intelligent and, and a normal business just wouldn't be able to compete with that. You know? Yeah. Guys, that's been great. Is there any final thoughts or any, anything we haven't discussed in marketing that you'd like to add? Thank you very much. Do you just want to go a, a quick round, round just to tell you uh, where people can find you and what you are offering at the moment? You want to go first there? Sure. Well, my podcast website is regenerationnationcr.com. All the social channels is at regenerationnationcr, including YouTube, where I have a lot of cool content. Uh, I've written lots of blog articles and stuff as well. So if you like to read, check out my blog. Uh, but particularly for people interested in this conversation, I do invite you to go to the Permaculture Institute of North America's Mighty Network Group. Um, it's a jumbly URL. And so I've got a link. You can either search for it or you can use the link regenerationnationcr.com forward slash right hyphen livelihood. And that will find you to the space that we've created there to talk about this stuff and join the community and tell us what you're going through, what you need help with. And soon coming, I'm going to be announcing a group program for permaculture students that would like to become professionals and use that in their profession. It doesn't just have to be as designers or implementers, but anybody wanting to use permaculture in their professional life, where we've got a group program for business building in that way. So using the methodology. So join the group and stay tuned. That'll be announced soon. Great stuff. Yeah, awesome. For me, yeah, we basically have a course that we're going to be offering that, that sort of brings in permaculture. From the idea that the course itself is going to be utilizing permaculture in its development. So trying to be innovative in that space and bring in more of the components that make it engaging, creating community uh, projects and, and sort of small group activities so that it's unique for the process of learning itself. So that's kind of fun. And, and I'm, it's nothing new, really, you know, people are doing this anyway, right? But it's, I think it'll be a really neat course. It's coming soon. So you could check that on our website, stay in touch with us, growyourgrassoff.com and check out our use of at growyourgrassoff on YouTube too. So we're going to have some more updated content as well. Great. Thanks. And we have our PDCD professional course. It's teaching digital design. So if you're currently sketching them, we'll teach you digital design and affinity, which is cheap. I think it's like $60 and that's for life. So it's a good way to, if you want to sort of stand out, elevate your product slightly or a lot, <laughs> it depends on how you like them. For me, anyway, it's easier to change a digital design. Uh, I've never actually drawn on pencil. I can't uh, imagine what it's like if somebody wants changes from square beds to round beds. <laughs> and I've had that happen. 
you change these in digital line. And that's PDCD Pro. The link will be in the description. We're launching our next cohort in January. Guys, thank you very much. It's been great. I've really enjoyed it. Hope to catch yes, us again soon. soon. And for those listening, thanks very much for listening. And we'll catch you again next week.